So Crisp, a tasty bite-sized podcast that serves business, bravery, branding, beauty, sex, love, motherhood, womanhood, feminism, labels, psychology, marketing, messaging, mavenry, musicals, and the mess we call life. All deliciously dished up and ready to consume. In fact, is there anything we don't discuss? Not with Jay Crisp Crow, copywriting queen from Crisp Copy in the kitchen. I hope you're hungry. This episode is brought to you by the Crisp Copy Class. Would you like to spend three months with me rewriting everything from your homepage to your emails, developing your brand voice so you can make some noise and learn to write words that sell? At nearly $400 an hour to work with me one-on-one, you'd think you might have to sell an organ to get three months worth of weekdays with me, but no. Hello, Crisp Copy Class. Part course, part community, all class. You'll want to check it out at crispcopy.com.au because the next round enrolls soon and spaces are so limited. Now, I just said out loud how much I charge per hour for one-to-one copy coaching. And if I'm able to talk about money at all without having a vom, it's because of this woman I'm about to introduce you to. In fact, I'm pretty sure I'm in business because of this woman. Um, because when I started out, I was writing copy for 60 whole dollars an hour and um, that was not sustainable or business building. And some of you have heard about the night we shared over a bottles of wine where I rewrote her entire website and she went in and just added some extra zeros to all my cart prices without me knowing. <laughs> but honestly, her advice and wisdom about profit and systems and processes and funnels and um, the one topic that I used to find more icky than a sticky bowl of redbacks, money has kept me in the black and running a business I actually love and can still afford to run because I'm pretty sure at $60 an hour, um, my business was due to go down the gurgle at any second. It is profit maven, systems queen and high priestess of truth telling about money, Miss Lauren June. Lauren, welcome to So Crisp. How do you feel about getting your word on today? Can't wait. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Have I missed anything about um, who you are and what you're fabulous at? No, but I might be blushing, so it's probably good we're not on video right now. Oh, that's nice. Now, some listeners um, might have picked up a very relaxed tone in this interview. Um, That's not just because we've rolled out of the Christmas season, um, though it might have something to do with it, Um, but more so that we, Lauren and I have been friends in actual real life, actual real life, not just on Facebook, um, for a couple of years now. In fact, we live on the same street, but we live rurally, so the same street goes for quite a number of kilometres. Lauren, do you want to tell the story about how we met? Now, the question is, should I start with the fact that I made you cry or the lovely lovely story version that we also have? Well, you know, I like a bit of sandwiching. So like lovely, crying, lovely is, is generally how I like to tell people things. Yeah, we started with an aqua bowl, didn't we? We started, we did. I, uh, I love decluttering. I think it's something that um, we all should do quite regularly because I find the more I declutter, the more profit that actually comes into my business. Um, and so one day I was decluttering all of the things and <laughs> had several different aqua bowls and thought, no, I'm not in love with these. So I'm going to put them up for free on the marketplace. And this lovely bouncy woman, um, came in <laughs> and, and I just remember meeting her for the first time and she came in and she bought me a bag of plums so that she could thank me for giving her this bowl. And I, as she left, um, a couple of hours later, um, my partner came home and he said, oh, what have you been doing? And I was like, oh, I'm getting rid of everything. And I've met this lady and she was just so lovely. I, and <laughs> it, she gave me plums and I was like, I just don't know what to do with them. I don't really eat plums. <laughs> and so I actually went inside and I don't think I've ever told you this. I went inside and started trying to work out how to make plum, uh, plum jam. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I do tend to give away things that like grow on my property um, to Lauren, even if she doesn't necessarily want them. She always wants lemons, but not the 48,000. Like uh, sometimes I send her a message like, would you like geese, goose eggs? And she's like, no. <laughs> Especially not the goose. <laughs> yeah. And I've tried to give away the goose a couple of times. But um, yeah, my story was a little bit different because <clears throat> I got the lovely aqua bowl and I traded Lauren plums, even though she didn't ask for plums, <laughs> which is you know pretty much indicative of our relationship here's something you don't want um and then we stood at the gate and talked for ages because Lauren said oh what do you do and I said oh you know I'm, I'm working at a school in communications at the moment but I've just started my own business and she went oh it was like a little light turned on inside her and she was like let me tell you some things um and anyway so she told me some things and and some of them were full of like should and could and possibly must do and uh and then she left and then my husband came home and said you know, what'd you do today? And I was like, oh, I got this beautiful aqua bowl. Look at how cute it is. And I also I managed to offload some of the bloody plums. And, <laughs> and we got three plum trees and they all fruit at the same time. So, you know, they have to go. And, but I met one of the new neighbours and because Lauren had just moved in to our area and, um, and she was kind of dreadful. And she told me I was doing everything wrong in my new business. And like, I, I shouldn't be doing this and I'm not charging enough and da, da, da. And do I have processes and all this kind of stuff. And I, she was, I just feel awful about <laughs> the state of my business now. Um, and yeah, anyway, I don't think I'll be hanging out with her again. And here we are, however many years later, and we must talk. Uh, it, basically, if we don't message each other every single day, somebody sends the other person a text message saying, are you alive? <laughs> Pretty much. But isn't, so, um, that, isn't yeah. that like how business goes? We think we've done something, uh, you know, we, we've met our best new best friend and the other person's like, oh, my God, that person is awful. <laughs> and I think that's kind of like what we do in business, though. Like yeah. sometimes we're like, oh, my God, that launch just sucked. It was awful. And everyone's yeah. like, she's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's all a matter of perspective. And sometimes this is, and I've said this, I said this in the um, podcast interview that I just did with Sarah Jensen, when we were talking about you and how integral you've been to my business. Um, and I said to her, one of the things that I've really realized as my success and the brand has grown and um, my capacity to be front of mind has grown is that I've realized that what I need in my life is some no people, not all no people, because I have a lot of yes people and I have a lot of people that say to me, oh my gosh, everything you're doing is so amazing and that's so cool and that's so great. And a lot of the time it is, like I've worked really hard on those things. Mm. But it is really important to have people who say, like we do to each other, no, that's not the best work that you could possibly be doing or I don't think that's the greatest idea. And so you, I think, you're one of my no people. <laughs> you're like, you know what you were like for my business. You're like asking my son Jackson the truth about what I'm wearing. It's, it's always honest. So you know that you can trust that advice because you are never going to tell me anything less than the truth. And I think that's where I came to. And, and honestly... Also indicative of our relationship, a couple of the things that you told me to try or that I should be trying or I should be doing in that first conversation, I went away and one at a time implemented some of those things. I went, oh, that dreadful woman with the aqua bowl, she might be onto something here <laughs> and figured out that there are things that, that you told me to do that were absolutely I should be doing and that they worked. And so sometimes it's about taking the emotional reaction out of hearing stuff that we don't want to hear and listening for the nuggets that we can actually implement to change because 
you know, none of us start a business to get told that what we're doing is the wrong way or the wrong thing. But all of us, just about, all of us, all women that I know started a business because they are extremely talented in one area and do a certain thing really, really well. But that is a minuscule percentage of what it takes to run a successful business so that you can continue doing that. And all the other stuff that you have to learn to do is probably not something that you're naturally good at. And, and that's the truth, right? And you know what? That's okay. We don't have to be um, amazing at everything we do. We need to be able to identify um, and outsource or learn. Um, yeah. <laughs> learn and then probably outsource. Um, but, you know, there's something, our story, I mean, the amount of times we've told it, um, <laughs> <laughs> if only we got a $100 note for a client. <laughs> um, but, you know, looking back on that, part of business is also learning from experiences. And back then I remember being so excited about sharing all of the knowledge and everything like that that we had and then realising over the years that that's all well and good, but I'm doing a disservice to my clients if you try and say all the things at once. You end mm. up with people in tears. Um, and that's why recently I went through and started creating what I call the profitable roadmap so that, you know, when we start to look at our business, we can go, all right, are we at the starting point? Are we at, you know, the grow point scale? Like where are we at and what should we be concentrating on? So instead of having all of the information thrown at us all of the time and becoming overwhelmed and, you know, the perfectionism starts to come out and you procrastinate and all of the things, um, being able to sort of turn around and look at something and go, all right, where should I start? Um, and so, you know, today, if we probably met over a lovely, yeah, bowl, I, would be like, I might not have made you cry. No, open up your brain and let me download all of that good information. And that, that you're absolutely right. It's all about like pitching the information that you have because you are a, you're a massive natural resourcer <clears throat> like me. You learn everything so that you have as much um, you know, even all the main stuff and then all the side stuff that goes along with it that might support the main stuff that you're trying to teach. So you just have this tremendous amount of knowledge about these particular things in your head ready to go <laughs> in one minute. Um, and it is about pitching the information that you have to wherever the person that you're teaching is at that particular point in time. Um, but, yeah, as you say, we get better at that, right? Yeah, and it also becomes part of niching down in our business and our brand. Um is you start to create formulas of ways for things to, for you to create your services and your products mm. um, so that you create an, you know, some order out of that chaos that you understand so that people actually have a formula to work through so they get the results. It's like yeah, right. when you write a sales page, you can't start with, you know, the ending at the top of the page because people just aren't going to keep going, um, keep reading. Yeah, buy my thing, it's $1,000. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> that's, not, that's not it. But you started in a, in a you, you started, when I met you, you were kind of like all about marketing and money um, and, um, and like how to set up and run your business in a way that's actually going to, so you were always kind of about the bottom line, right? How to set up and, and run a business in the way that's actually going to get you somewhere and make you money at the same time. And you've, you've really kind of, um, you know, niched or focused in on this, concept of money and profit um, as the one thing that you really want to continue to teach because there is so much other noise about um, marketing almost for marketing's sake you know like 
positioning and branding and being being well known and all those kinds of things but you know and you've seen with client after client after client after client that even if they do all that really well that doesn't always equal money in the bank that's going to sustain them in their businesses right that's right the amount of times that we sit down I sit down with a client I'm like okay so what are you actually going to sell <laughs> and you know they have an incredible social media profile um, and they have opt-ins on their website and they have something that says buy now and it says work with me, um, but there's actually no sales occurring and that's because you don't necessarily have an actual product. Mm. I quite often say like we need to put a barcode on your head so that when you do that marketing, there is something that people can like pick up and scan through the register and pay for. They understand that there is actually something there for sale versus, oh my God, I really like that lady. I follow her on social media. I don't really know what she does, but yeah, yeah. you know, she's like, she talks, she's really smart. Um, yeah. And then and- that's the end of the process. Like that's the end of their, the buying process for them is that I love it. Oh, I wish she had something that I could tangibly have in my life. The end. Yes. <laughs> and you know, I love marketing. Mm. I, I nerd out on it. But ultimately, it's not the thing that we should be looking at straight away in business. We actually have to create something to sell. And the big secret with that is it can change. As we grow in business, we can, you know, add more services, take services away, create products, courses, whatever it is. It doesn't have to stay the same. But to start making money, we actually have to have something that is saleable. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so time for some truth-telling, which you are known for, um, because as we, uh, as we talked about before, <clears throat> you've been known to make some women cry, um, not random women, like business women that have said, you know, basically come to you and said, I'm stuck, what is wrong with me? And you've said, it's this, it's that you're focused on the marketing and the positioning and the branding and the, the, the blah, 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 fluffity, fluffity, vanity metrics up the wazoo what are you actually selling? That's why you don't have a business because you're not selling anything and you don't have anything to sustain you going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you've also, you're also known to change women's flipping business lives. So why do you think it's so hard to hear the truth about money for women? Um, because as you say, we haven't possibly been told the truth about money and marketing and what profit actually means through social media and all that traditionally marketing for yonks. Like women have been making noise about this for forever. There's so much stuff that you can buy online to, um, to run a successful, and I'm doing speech marks here, even though you can't tell with the podcast, um, to run a successful business um, that doesn't get you a successful business. So tell us about what profit actually is and then talk to us about why it's so hard for us to change our mindset around um, success and profit. (laughs) Tell us everything. Tell us everything (laughs) in your brain right now. Go. (laughs) Ultimately, you know, profit is more than income, less expenses. Um, ultimately it is become, it is about the way we want to run our business. It, it is a profitable business is one that, um, allows us to create a life the way we want to. And that might not be living on a, on a beach with a laptop and sand in places that we just don't want it to go. Right. Um, oh my God. I'm sorry, but I've tried to sit outside with the laptop just to watch the kids in the pool and the glare is ridiculous. It's not even worth it. Like how you could take that to the Maldives and get, Sound of your jacksy is just not, that's not cool. 
So when I go to the Maldives, I'm going to drink cocktails on the beach. <laughs> That's right. Swimming. I am not, not getting out my laptop. There's no laptop. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the point is like, we want to be able to do certain things in our lives and everybody has different um, values and different dreams and everything in our, li- in our lives. I mean, you know, most people, a lot of people are dumbfounded when I say that we live on five acres and some of my favorite time is going out and hanging out with my lambs mm-hmm. um, and my dogs. But, you know, we all, profitability in business is all about how you want to live and being able to create a healthy bottom line to enable you to have that life. Yeah. Um, you know, we've all seen everyone touting about their uh, multiple six figure launches, but what is it actually creating in their lives? Some people just don't go out. <laughs> like, yeah. great, yeah. you can have multi-million dollar lives. Well, you can have multiple six-figure launches that cost you multiple six figures. Yeah, that well, that's an, and that very regularly happens, <laughs> mm. that the actual bottom line, that healthy bottom line, so you might make $200,000, but the bottom line is, you know, maybe $50,000 because you've spent it on advertising and team people to do all of the things. Mm. Um, so making sure that, you know, ultimately creating a profitable business is creating one without stress. It's allowing us to create the life that we want. Um, And also being able to make really smart decisions so that we can build that business the way that we want to without, you know, going into debt. I never talk to people and say, I, you know, there is some certain people out there that say, if you want to work with me, I think you should take money. Business coaches. Let's just say that out now. It's a business coach. Hashtag business coaches. This is why they have such a bad name. Like I remember when you and I first met, I was like, I think business coaches are crap and I do never want one. And I will have a business mentor that doesn't charge me anything, but I'm not having a business coach. And my my mind changed about that a couple of years in, but that's because you have to dig through the piles of crud to find the gold as far as business coaches will go. And you are 100% right. I, the amount of business coaches that I've interviewed, you know, when you have the it, obligation cost-free discovery call and they're like, do you know what? If you were serious about this, you would go and get a $10,000 credit card right now and pay me today. And then, um, you, you know, and then there's all the mindset and guilt. Oh God, they're so good at it. All the guilt stuff about, um, you know, if, if you really wanted this and the only way to make it happen is if you're $10,000 in debt, you'll, you'll find it easy to replace that because you're motivated enough. I don't need to get into $10,000 worth of debt to be motivated to make my business successful. I just don't. Um, I have, I have turned around to clients and said, go sell something and then come back in three months and let's talk again. Yeah. I am not. Okay. It might be the accountant coming out in me, (laughs) but I don't want people in debt. If we said if we're starting out in debt, we're starting out with a certain amount of. Um... <laughs> Finger clicks. What pressure? Well, it's not yeah, the life right. you want to build, right? If you, if if you're if the whole purpose is to build a business that supports your life, not just a business for the business's sake. If you're if you're building a business that's going to support the life that you want to have, why on earth? Would you want to start that in more debt than you need to be? Yeah, but it's also with the yeah the pressure, um, and there's also a certain amount of desperation that comes when you have to make that sale because you you're twenty thousand dollars in debt, and you know you can see this the sale possibly not happening. So then you start to 
get desperate and add yeah. things in and bonuses <laughs> and all and oh I'll, I'll build your website for free if you sign up today yeah, and all right. this type of stuff it reeks of desperation and and you attract the wrong clients and if we're trying to build a business that is going to create a lifestyle that we desire we can't be having clients that aren't on the right track they aren't on the right and the same pathway as us yeah because that's just going to create anxiety in our business because we're dealing with people we really don't want to be doing mm-hmm. probably procrastinating about of yeah um working and who together. don't who don't appreciate what we actually do for them because they're not in the right spot to to feel good about that transaction it's yeah you're right it's a total disaster and i always think then when i when i because you know sometimes once in a while i hit a client well, we all do um even with all the good positioning and all that kind of stuff once in a while i hit a client i'm like i knew i shouldn't have taken this on i knew i shouldn't have taken this on because it costs me more money it's so much stress and then you know at the end of the work day you feel like you've been at a job like what is the point it, it's one thing to build a business to to have a lovely life outside of the business but lots of us are in business too because we want to be able to pick and choose the kind of work that we do um, and we really love certain stuff and so if we are handing that over to do stuff that we don't want to do working with people we don't want to work for that's just like being in a job and I don't want to be in a job it is and I mean you know today is the first day back where you and I are kind of officially back at work Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm saying that in inverted commas Um, because I'll tell you a secret I still worked over Christmas I just didn't have clients Um, (laughs) and it was lovely and you know even coming back today there's still so much energy and excitement about Mm. sitting down and getting started with all of the things that I'm going to create because I'm building a business the way I want to Um, and saying no to the things that aren't really what I, where I want to be. Um, I've done business before and burnt myself out um, doing things for people because I thought I should, because they're paying me money. I learned that in my twenties. I'm just not taking it into my thirties, probably getting close to my forties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to be admitting that. Yeah. I was like, hang on. Hang on, didn't we just celebrate? Okay, yeah, all right. Um, yeah, we're yeah, about to celebrate another You were about to be closer to 40 than 30, my love. So a lot of the, what we just talked about is the fact that um, you, I asked you about profit and you talked about like feelings and clients and feeling happy and building something amazing and choosing and having choice and having options and that none of that sounds like money. And so that's why, where I think the disconnect happens, especially for women, where we think um, profit it goes into the, if we've grown up with, you know, those kind of icky money stories and we've got stuff about money already floating mm-hmm. around in our psyche, you talk about, you say profit and they're all like, oh, that's in the bit that I really would, you know, I hear so many businesswomen saying, I wish I could just work for free. Um, I'd, I'd love to do this. So I, you know, I would do it for free if I could. And that's a great space to have. That's a great space to be in, to love your job so much that you would do it for free. But fundamentally you cannot because then you don't have a business. Um, it's an expensive <clears throat> hobby. It's a very expensive hobby. Exactly right. Uh, yeah, not helping anything and you're probably going to be back at work within the year. But, but you just talked about a whole lot of things that have got to do about profit as far as like emotion and, and freedom and <clears throat> all those other great words. And I think a lot of women don't um, put, the, put profit and mm. lifestyle and things that they want and that they 
um, that they deserve in the same bucket. They think, they think profit goes with the money and that's the dirty words. Look, I was bookkeeper. I've worked in accounting. I can talk all the numbers and the cash flows forecasts and um, your profitability and all of, the, all of those things in business. But ultimately it comes down to we can run a highly profitable business and be really unhappy and burn ourselves out and get a fat bum. Read my doubt page, Jay wrote it. Um, but ultimately, if we have a healthy bottom line and we're doing something that we love, we're rich. Yeah. Like yeah. how many people in this world get to wake up in the morning and talk to people that they're excited to talk to um, and write things that they just love doing and be able to get paid for it. Mm. Um, and, you know, if we're, when we're smart about our money, we don't necessarily have to, like, if we want to earn a couple of million dollars, $10 million, whatever it is that you want to be earning, um, you can just want to be earning, you know, $30,000 so that you can pay your school, your kids' school fees. It's, mm. It can all make us create a lifestyle where we have choice and where we create something that we truly love. And I'm, I just think we're so very, very lucky to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, but ultimately it comes down to we need to be creating something that is healthy, um, healthy bottom line, healthy mindset and healthy in our hearts, our soul. Because if we don't, um, we go back to myself as a 29 year old when I burnt myself out and I was so desperately unhappy that I was sitting at home one day thinking, what, how can I leave? Um, how can I disappear? Like, I just, I just don't want this pressure anymore. I'm done. Um, and you know, I always say like, honestly, this moment in time felt like there was explosions because Brad and I, and he, Brad and I were like in a fight and he turns around and goes, are you happy? And I was like, no. (laughs) And that's like, in my vision is bombs going off, cars exploding the whole lot. And Brad's like, we'll quit. And I just looked at him and like, all of this pressure, just it felt like it all came out because I was like, I have choices. I forgot that I actually have choices in business that I can, you know, pull back and, and reevaluate and turn around and say, is this something that actually makes me happy? Yeah. Because great, I was making like close to half a million dollars a year in income, but it didn't matter. It yeah. really, it just didn't matter. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's not, it's, and it's, it's a really weird spot because I think, so there's this thing called like money shame and apparently a whole ward of women have it from both sides. So here's the weird thing, right? So we're ashamed when we don't have money mm-hmm. and then we're equally ashamed when we do have money about talking about it when we do have money because we've got this kind of polarising action. And I'm speaking from total experience here because I've gone, as you know, from living on the pension and having a part-time job to apparently having a successful in the in the. Um, perspective of all, what all the business coaches try and sell you, six-figure business, where um, I just, you know, I, I got to this point where I had a six-figure business and the only thing that I was stressing about was paying my tax mm. uh, because I di- hadn't done all that work about sectioning things up in a way that meant that I felt like it was all worth it. Um, I was just giving, I was just like giving money to the tax man. Um, <clears throat> but 
there's so there's this this massive polarizing shame where we don't have enough money we're sad about it and we feel terrible about ourselves because mm-hmm. we you know we know that we're talented and we know that we can do things and what is wrong with us that we can't make it work and then when we do have money we're equally ashamed about talking about it when we do because for women a lot of thing a lot of money stuff is tied up in self-worth and we don't want to feel like we're bragging and we don't we think it's dirty to talk about money um and we're ashamed of even taking it like you and i I remember driving home from that event that we went to where we met that highly successful businesswoman um, and in the conversation that we were having with her afterwards, she'd been in business for a couple of years and hadn't taken a wage yet, not even $50 a week. And we were just driving home looking at each other going, how, how is that a thing? Mm-hmm. How is that a thing? So, um, so you can see all these amazing six-figure businesswomen and maybe they're not even paying themselves a wage or maybe they are earning a whole lot of money and they are taking home a wage, but like you feel sick every single morning that they wake up and have to do their job um, because they hate it. So one of, and, and, and I think a lot of it's got to do with the fact that we just don't talk about it, that money is one of those dirty words for women. And so we don't talk about it enough to learn enough things like you teach about profit and that profit isn't about the bottom line as far as the dollars go. It's about the bottom line as far as the what do you get out of the dollars and is it making you happy? And, I mean, let's go with the truth. It is about the, do- the bottom line. We need, we need to actually have dollars at the bottom line oh, yeah. so that we can pay ourselves <laughs> a wage yeah. and go on the holidays. Um, but profitability in business, is, it, it's mindset and it's also understanding the numbers. Yeah. Um, and there's certain things that come up with women about their beliefs and their values that will stop us from earning income. And we do that through procrastination and we do that not charging enough. We do that by not selling or -hmm. giving away all of our things. Um, So the way I help women to make money um, is a creating packages and offers that will actually sell um, so that we have something that's going to say, sell it when we have something to offer and then also starting to work out okay if we want to scale up and we want to continue to do this and create a certain lifestyle it's about creating processes and systems in our business so as we grow we don't fall in a complete heap Mm. because we're trying to do all of the things all of the time and we can't get help because nobody else knows what we're going to do because it's all in our head because (laughs) we're the only ones been doing it um (laughs) And also understanding what money means um, and being able to sit down and say, if, okay, so if I want this lifestyle, what profitable, profitable plan do I need to put in place? What do I need to be selling? What expenses are going to be coming in so that we can actually get a visual representation? Um, you know, in accounting, it's called budgeting and forecasting. Um, in my world, I call it a profit plan. But we sit down and we start That's to... That's a little bit more sexy, yeah. It totally is sexy. We've still got to brand things so that you know, people want to buy them. Um, but, you know, we sit down and actually look at it and go, what is this going to cost you? What income do you need? What do you need to be charging to make this happen? You know, I sit there with um, clients for three to four hours and do we do profit planning and we look at um, packaging and pricing and all of that. And at the end... Most people walk away and within a couple of weeks start, A, have more than enough paid back what I charge, 
But all of a sudden, the confidence spikes because it's like, okay, I don't need to be making a million dollars this month to um, to live a the lifestyle I want. I might just need to get three clients, yeah, right, um, at a certain certain rate, or I might need to sell five of these um, products that I have. That's actually doable. And all of a sudden, the confidence starts to go. All right, I can actually do these things. It's not some just never ending tunnel of trying to sell and feeling icky that you're always selling. It's like, I'm going out there with purpose. And at the end of the day, I can make my, I can make budget, make bank, get those sales in. And then I can walk away from the office knowing that I've got the systems and processes to back it up. I can go sit by the pool and have a pina colada and go, I'm done. I'm done for them. I'm done for this day. And it's time to turn off. And that's when the lifestyle starts to happen because you go, I'm, t- I'm, you know, I'm stepping away from work. I'm putting my phone down. I'm not sitting on my phone in front of the TV, not communicating with my loved ones um, or whipping off to the office to answer that client email at nine o'clock at night because you know what? You've got boundaries, you've got processes, you've got all of that in place and you created that lifestyle. You make it sound so <laughs> much simpler than we all think that it's going to be because how many, how many people do you... How many people, how many women do you have come in and think that they need marketing and positioning and blah, 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 all of the stuff help? And really it's that they don't even know what they need to say. I'm putting my hand up here because that was totally me. Don't even need, they don't even know, A, this was my thing. I didn't know how much money I needed to be J of crisp copy every single hour, every single week, every single year. I didn't know that. No idea. I was just mm-hmm. like throwing stuff at the ether and hoping that it all works itself out by the end of the year. Um, and um, B, <clears throat> I just, I just didn't know what I had and what, how many things I had to bundle up to sell to make that because I didn't know what that, even that number was. How you can't, it can't be only me that was avoiding that. No. How many people think that they need better Instagram stories or more marketing help or, um, you know, more, more noise when really they just need to scale it all back and figure out what they need to be them we need to stop yelling social media where and this marketing that this thing about we think that we need to be constantly marketing and having all of the things we're just yelling yeah what we need is systems in place so that um when we talk and we're heard we're very clear about what we're being heard for Um, and then we have the systems and processes in place so that we can onboard people. We can bring in new leads. We can convert them to clients. We can service them as clients. We can offboard them so that they become, um, raving clients. They refer us, they return to us. Yeah. 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 Um, having these, you know, the amount of times I say systems and processes and they, it's just, you know, it's like our story. I should get paid for this. Oh, I do. Um, but, you know, it is one thing that having those systems and processes in place, it creates profit. It creates this beautiful lifestyle. We, as you say, like, you know, you can be Instagram storying, but what are you actually, what's the point? What's the ROI on this? Yeah. What are you getting? Um, I, you know, I, was, I follow people that do Instagram stories as business um, and Facebook people and all of that. And they do an incredibly good job, but they don't get, their sales aren't happening over there. 
Mm. Their sales are happening in in um, email lists and client onboarding and rating. Yeah, the clients. next step. Yeah. yeah, the next step so, and all the steps after that. So and we, we but to, we don't see all that, right? We don't see all that stuff. We just see the glittery Instagram post. Yeah, and this is why um, you say it all sounds so simple. Mm. We need to look at a roadmap. What is the system? So what is the order? It's like a recipe. Where do we need to start and what do we need to be concentrating on in order versus trying to do it all, all the shoulda, coulda, wouldas at Loudly, one time? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> because when we are doing that, we're not concentrating on doing things really well. And I don't mean perfect. I mean really well. Um, yeah. We're just concentrating on just, you know, throwing out stuff and, and being noisy and talking a lot um, so that we can be heard versus actually having something that's a foundation in our business that we can grow upon. And that's why looking at things like the profitable roadmap means that we can actually look at, okay, if I'm in this part of business, if I'm startup phase, what should I be looking at first? Then what should I be looking at then? And it, I'll tell you, it's not starting on telling you to start an Instagram story straight away. Yeah. It's actually starting to look at like creating products and um, some systems and processes so that when we do talk, that it can lead somewhere. Mm-hmm. Good. And convert and can make money because ultimately <coughs> we are in business to make money and that and being comfortable with that fact mm. is okay. Like it takes work. It does. Um, and, you know, <laughs> even when I sit there, I say it to people and I'm like, I'm in business to make money. Um, yeah. You know, you know what I'm like. You can wind me up and I can talk all things business. Um, and, I, and I enjoy it. But ultimately, I sit on the computer um, doing the work that I do every day to be able to create money so that I can create the lifestyle that I want to lead. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Sometimes, uh, you know, once in a while, there's those like content come and have a content party and blah, blah, blah. And what are you going to write? And I love those things because <clears throat> I get a whole lot of stuff written you know, with some accountability. And the, the first question is always like, what is your why? And people write these lovely, great, big <coughs> missives about all the emotional factors of why they started their business. And that is awesome. But as you and I have discussed, it's always, always, and mine certainly didn't at the beginning, but it has to include making some kind of profit so that your business is actually a business, not an expensive hobby. A lot of women are creating expensive hobbies at the moment Mm -hmm. and they're only viable for such for for a small period of time um, before a you've got to pay your mortgage yeah or (laughs) whoever's supporting you during that time goes you know what maybe it's time you go get a job yeah um yeah Yeah, we don't want that to happen we want all the women to be in all the business so that we can rule the world (laughs) the the reason i originally started my business was years 12 years ago it's been a fair while these days um but i was working in a accounting firm and i was seeing all of these businesses um getting really shitty bookkeepers and mm. completely stuffing everything up and so i went and i was like you know what i'm going to set up a bookkeeping practice and we're going to do it differently we're going to do it right and <laughs> fyi i didn't realize at the time it was because in in my practice i could created systems and processes mm-hmm. and then during that time, I started looking at business owners I was working with going, you're just not making any money. Like your business idea is incredible. You're getting, you know, some decent sales. 
Um, but there's other things going on. Yeah. So that's why I went into, yeah, Yeah. what is happening? So I wanted to create to help people with um, the health in their business. And so that's why I went into strategy and consulting. I hate saying coaching. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Someone, someone come up with a better word. Honestly, it's, it's, a, it's, the, it's like business, your business coach. It's such a terrible... Anyway, anyway, yeah. never mind. But you, so, you know, there is a de- yeah. there's definitely a why there, mm. but the bottom line is I need to make a healthy bottom line so it allows me the time to be able to go out and do these things um, and, you know, create blogs or YouTube videos so that the people that can't necessarily afford to work with me that there's still going to be resources available that they can take information from and grow Mm. but without the healthy bottom line without making profit Mm. i have no home to sit in yeah you can't you can't keep doing it you can't i I can't turn the power on i can't yeah (laughs) have the internet to talk (laughs) so like we need to actually have money money makes the world go round so okay it's a fact it's a fact. Okay, so before we finish, Lauren, what if, if people who are listening, women who are listening today who are like, hmm, I, I picked this episode because I thought we were all going to be talking about dollars the whole time and then we've talked about all the feelings um, and all the processes and all the, other, all the other good stuff, what's the one thing that they can do after listening to this podcast to make profit a thing, to make profit a priority, to start rethinking profit? What's the one thing they should go away and do? Sell something. <laughs> you know it's a really simple answer but ultimately it comes down to creating a if you're a service-based business owner making sure that you have a package a product an offer that is available clearly available on your website and sell it tell people about it um you know every time i go and do a facebook live i refer back to you know give me a call book a call let's chat and pretty much every single time I go and start talking because I have that system in place that there's actually something people can buy Mm. and make a sale. Yeah. And I'm not sitting there going like an auctioneer going like here, buy now, buy now, buy now. It's just, you start talking on these social media platforms and because there is something to buy, you're being heard. You're not yelling and people buy. Yeah. Awesome. So I think Lauren, that you are worth your weight in gold. Um, thank you so That's much for coming. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Um, and I, I, I want to publicly again thank you for being my. Uh, sometimes we call her in my house, Lauren. How are you going to monetize that June? Because whenever I come up with one of my fabulous ideas, and I have to say all of my ideas are fabulous, just some of them I should not be implementing myself, so they need to go into the ether so someone else can pluck them out and do them. And when I said to Lauren, what do you think about this? She's like, how are you going to monetize that? And I'm like, huh, yeah, good point. Um, so, Lauren, how are you going to monetize that, June? Tell us about what is so crisp in your life right now. How can people find you? What you got going on that's cool? Tell us about what's happening for the beginning of your year. I'm very excited about what's happening in the beginning of this year because um, I don't know when this is coming out, but we are relaunching the Raw Room. Yes, I'm very excited because we change in business and we become clearer about how we want to run things and how we want to be showing up and talking. Um, the Raw Room, which is my membership site um, and community, is now probably now being called 
their profitable project. Mm -hmm. And we are teaching women how to create a profitable business um, and having that healthy bottom line and making sure we're happy along the way. Um, so that is relaunching in January. Yep, any day. definitely, definitely be. Do we be so ready so to go close. To join? <laughs> so <laughs> close right now. Um, and concentrating on that and getting my gorgeous new website finalized. Um, because you know, as I said, as we grow in business, things change, and I did some amendments before the end of the year, and mm-hmm. I just need a certain little cost copywriter to finish off doing some editing and then we're okay. ready to go <laughs> yeah you're allowed to change your mind i love that message here from you you're allowed to change your mind you're allowed to charge appropriately you're allowed to have a profit and you're allowed to make that profit make the life that you want be a successful happy one however that looks um, for you and i think that's one of the reasons that even though you did make me cry when we first met um <clears throat> that i've discontinued this business and friendship with you relationship because um y- you bang on and you do tell the truth and i love that about you so thank you very much for talking to us on so crisp loved being here thank you so much <laughs> This has been So Crisp and my guest has been my business bestie, Lauren June. She wears so many hats, she almost needs a mobile hat stand. With three successful businesses, an education platform for women in business, business consultancy and creative agency, search the term multi-potentialite on Google and her face might just appear. She manages to keep all her plates spinning with a mixture of strategy, tech, profit systems and processes and unsurprisingly teaches women in business how to do exactly the same thing. All the time keeping an eye on that happily expanding bottom line. You may have noticed this is so not a regular nuts and bolts podcast about copywriting or business. We are looking for crisp new ways to discuss wordy elements. So if you have a suggestion, drop me a line. Now, Lauren, you're going to do the outro because I trust you, obviously, because you just go in, I'll let you go in on my website and add extra zeros onto my chart. <laughs> <laughs> so take us, take us away. May your day be as crisp as $100 bills in your pocket. Yes! Booyah! Well done. Yes. Thank you very much. You've been listening to So Crisp with copywriter, copy coach and consultant Jay Crisp Crow. If you've loved this episode, get all the juicy details and links at crispcopy.com.au forward slash podcast. Make sure you never miss a bite by subscribing to So Crisp wherever you get your podcasts. Want to help us spread the deliciousness? Rate and review this show and share with your mates. Remember, if there's a copy question you want nibbled at, email me straight away right now.